Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-host Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. We are live. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another lovely evening of Jay Bird watching. I am here with the new usual gang of suspects. I am here with Ken Alfred, Jason Lyons, in what is now Blue Jays off-season mode fully as far as where the Blue Jays are and where the actual baseball season is almost about ready to wrap up. Fellas, how are we doing this evening? Uh, I am doing excellent. Uh, uh, it is raining like it never rained before in in Vancouver right now, we we went about sixty days without any rain, um, but uh, it is you know it, it is starting to feel a little bit more like fall out here. But that being said, you know the baseball is keeping the hearth warm, uh, and uh, I got got some new gear. I got my my fiftieth birthday present, uh, Jays, and I also <laughs> got my my wild thing Ricky Vaughn jersey, which I'm pretty excited about. That is- Pretty damn awesome. I'm not gonna lie. As far as baseball fandom goes, that's like the uh, level of cool and awesome, you know. Yeah, so. he's a, it's it's a pretty big deal in this house. We do we do love our major league. <laughs> so as far as Ken dealing with these uh, technical issues here and everything goes, Jason, we're gonna talk first things first. Blue Jays fans did get some hardware this past weekend here. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays had plenty of nominees that were in the Gold Glove race. One of them brought home the gold and that would be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. the first Toronto Blue Jay to ever win a gold glove at the position of first base that is very exciting how do you feel about the overall encompassing season that was Vlad Jr. at the first base position and how well deserving or maybe to the fact that we haven't seen the best even of Vlad Jr. at first base how are you feeling on that whole work I think it's massive. Um, I think Vladdy had an incredible year defensively. Um, I feel like he certainly needed it. He needed to have, um, you know, he had the offensive year lacking the defensive year. Now he put a good defensive year together. Now next year, you know, if you can get all, you know, all cylinders firing, then what you've got is you've got an A-list first baseman locked in there and hopefully they can get him signed for a long time. Um, uh, there was a lot of, uh, interesting things to do with the, uh, with the gold gloves this year. They, they added a utility player this year, which I thought was a really neat idea. 
Um, and I don't know, did you look into it at all? So um, Brent, Brendan Donovan, uh, who plays for St. Louis, he won, he won for the utility player. He played every position except center field pitcher and catcher. Um, you know, some of the ones that were not surprised, like, like Real Muto is the best catcher possibly to ever play baseball. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, the one that I was really surprised at was Raymond Urias from Baltimore. Um, I mean, Matt Chapman puts up possibly the best defensive, you know, season. He, he, he led in a lot of categories. Um, he had a, a better uh, fielding percentage than Josh Donaldson, who was in second. Um, and for me, I mean, I understand that they probably wanted to throw Baltimore a bone, <laughs> but I mean, you could probably argue, you know, Miles Straw in center, maybe not giving it to him and, and giving it to, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, why just escaped me Mullins. Yep. Um, I mean, it's, you know, and I don't like Trevino as the, as the American league gold glove catcher. I don't like it at all. Like it's a terrible pick. And, um, again, I mean, I was surprised at how many Indy or, uh, ooh, just about, uh, how many guardians, um, did, uh, did win gold gloves, but it, I think it does speak to the quality of, of the Cleveland Indian or I did it again, the guardians, um, you know, and just, Otherwise, no surprises like like Danby Swanson, Pena, Oronado, um, Mookie, Max Fry. Like, you know, the list was was pretty good other than that. And, and you know, sort of to, sort of what you were talking about there is is Vladdy's in elite air up there. Right. right. And I think that that in the past, the, the term gold glove gets thrown around quite a bit. Yeah. And it's very hard, very hard to get a gold glove, you know, let alone multiple gold gloves. And when you're at a position like first base, where you're probably the highest paid guy on the, on, on the infield, certainly mm -hmm. maybe the highest paid guy on the team, it, it's important. And I, you've seen guys start to work harder at the defense part of first base, which I think is very refreshing. Very, very. You sound wonderful. Are you no, actually perfect. on point? Yeah, now? And I'll tell you why. And sorry for, I apologize to Liz. You know what was happening with that echo? I actually yeah. had the channel actually on YouTube. And he was actually streaming while we were streaming. <laughs> so I was hearing you talk and then so they're talking. And then I thought, what's going on? And I look at my browser. I'm like, oh, it's actually streaming live right now. <laughs> <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because our stream actually worked this week. It screwed Pretty, you up. Just in this case. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I looked at it. I was like, as soon as uh, I close it, I can hear you guys. Because I was wondering, I was, exiting the, I was exiting the studio, but I can hear you guys still talking. And I'm like. I left. Oh, why am I, Dawn. Why am I left? And then I look, I'm like, oh my God, it's still there. So shut it off and now we're working. So sorry, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. You don't have the benefit of having another laptop with you to be able to do all this. <laughs> Can't tell I was an IT guy for how many years, can you? Yeah, but either case, sorry about that, gentlemen. But yeah, glad to be back finally. We figured it out. Figured it so out. That, that means our wonderful new cool platform that has actually done a very good job of getting us out to Jay's Nation on Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and LinkedIn this evening. So it is all working for the first time in three weeks. Wow. So and and of course <laughs> I ruined it with me hearing echoes. So no one's gonna hear it. They're like, what the hell is Ken talking about? Who is this guy? Yeah, Ken? I know. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. I declare shenanigans. <laughs> Anyways, so yes. But anyway, Ken, we were while you were doing your intermittent troubleshooting here, Jason and I started talking to the fact that. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the first Toronto Blue Jays first baseman to ever win a gold glove, which is pretty damn impressive when you look at the collective whole of first baseman that play for the Toronto Blue Jays. John Olerud was no slouch. Oh, yeah. 
Justin Smoke was probably the best defensive first baseman we've ever had. You know, there has been a plethora of good talent at first base over the Toronto Blue Jays tenure since 1977. But how are you feeling after Vlad Jr. wins that award? I'm on cloud nine. I'm very happy. I think he had a really decent season this year. And I mean, I was very happy that we'd see it. And let me ask you this gentleman, just so I understand that. So when you get a gold glove, so how is it, how is it based? Is it literally just on seasonal stats or is it voted on by other players or other teams? Say who was the best at that position? It is not. It's based on the company Rawlings. <laughs> handing these low gloves out really so it is not it is not based on any major league actual basis of metric of merit or of any kind they are looking at major league baseball players as a collective whole from that company's perspective rawlings is actually yeah. the company that gives out that award every year and i find it interesting because vladdy does not use a rawlings glove <laughs> so most of them I, funny I, enough no. and i don't think really do <laughs> I was going to, it, it, I've, I found it very interesting when you just said that because it never really occurred to me that it is a Rawlings Golden Glove yeah. award. Um, I mean, Vladdy uses a Wilson A2K or A2000. Um, you know, I'm sure there's lots of guys on here that don't use Rawlings. I wonder if you, if you have to switch over or like in hockey sometimes when a guy switches sponsors, but he's being still being paid by the other one. I wonder if they decal the, you know, or else it's a 44 glove. Mm -hmm. And they put a Rawlings thing over the top of it because you you earn that gold glove marker Seal of on the approval, back of your and you glove. get to keep it for your career. Really? Yeah. Many oh, many yeah. Blue Jays fans will remember that Russell Martin always wore the uh, chest protector that had the gold plate right in the dead center. Oh. Yeah, because it was yeah. a Rawlings gold glove chest protector. But uh, you know, to that point, yes, I believe Jason, and you are correct that it is literally as far as name plating goes. It's not anything generally specific. You're not going to go to Mizuno or any of these other companies and get a gold glove because guess who knows that idea and that whole fun thing. It is the company of Rollins. So what they all no. do that is the next piece of this whole argument is not only do they do the gold glove, they have a fan vote every year now that is for the platinum glove award. That one that Matt Chapman has won two of. <laughs> so um, to that point, that Ken, that is your basis for that whole thing. This is a company that is just designed literally an award for major league baseball that they're ga gauging the initial every position player making a, the best at their position in each respective league. So it's like the Academy Awards so. or like the basically like that, right? So it's not based on box office, album sales, or anything like that. It's just a bunch, like you said, a company just saying this, uh, for everyone who played the position, that was the person that stuck out. Okay. Correct. They do have to have stats yeah, yeah. to back it up. Like I, I was, I was reading it today and, you know, they, some of them are weird. Like, like, like I was saying before you got back on, like, Trevino, the catcher for the Yankees, his the stats that he had were very strange. Like I went and looked at like some of Danny Jansen's stats for the year, and his all seemed to be higher. And then there's a few other catchers so, like Kirk? Maldonado and a few. Yeah. And, and so you're like, okay, well, I, I wonder. So they're picking like really finite pieces to be able to give this award, but um, you know, and it's the same with the silver slugger. Like, I mean, the silver slugger doesn't donate that year doesn't denotate anything it's not like you get a different thing on your bat or you know a cool necklace or whatever <laughs> it is you just are a silver slugger based on pure based numbers. on that point though um, i believe that's a louisville slugger actually it is award. for sure so it it's is. not same 100%. same exact thing for offense and defense 
but these companies are all all together now. Like Easton and Rawlings are the same Correct. company, and and I feel like Wilson is the main owner of all three of those. Possibly, it, Wilson right. Sport is huge, way bigger than than anyone would think it would be. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that that you know, if you look down the list, and and for the listeners at home, when you do go take a look at it, um, you know, it, it, you, if you start to dig into some of the stats, you're like, hmm, I wonder. <laughs> like, I, I will kind of wonder. Yeah. And to your point on the whole catcher thing, I wonder about the Trevino part because Kirk had to have been right then and there on the 21 runs, de- defensive runs saved. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm telling you. I, well, that's I'm telling you. you talk about pop time and all these other things that are catcher metrics. I, it shocks me. Yeah, it, that's what I, was, so, that's what I find interesting about this yeah. whole thing because I always thought about because no one ever says Rawlings Gold Glove Award. They always kept referring to it as a gold glove. So, I, Duh. yeah. So I thought, oh, it's MLB's <laughs> giving out the best whatever. And I always thought it was based on stats, right? You had the best season or whatever. That's like mathematically, yep. that's why you're getting the award. But interesting to know. So I guess it's good to have my perspective in there. So as as the casual Blue Jays fan, which is good to know, as most of you guys hardcore fans there, so you can educate me and I can hopefully I try to keep up with you guys. But yeah, nerd. <laughs> nerd <laughs> for another if you want some more water cooler talk uh this year where there was nine first time gold glovers in our division and three three rookies yeah. there's 14 new timers period i believe with the rookies yeah 14 yep. new timers period so that, that that's got to be the first time long time situation for that many new people being yeah. in the uh conversation for gold glove awards for sure so, but um, to that Blue Jays fans, if you are listening in, please feel free to join in on the chat window, wherever you may be. Talk to us about how you're feeling about Vlad Jr. and uh, him winning his first gold glove, which to that point, gentlemen, I see this as the first of many. And to that point, I wonder how much time his um, defensive evolution actually factored into the season we saw this year as a whole. We did see the step back a little bit in offense. He was a solid offensive player. Don't let anybody tell him anybody different. But obviously, he went from being an elite hitter last year to being an elite fielder this year and being a very good hitter. There was a little bit of a transmission transformer there. <laughs> so, But I think that's better, absolutely. don't you guys? Don't you think that that's a better place for Vladdy to live? Like, I mean, he's, you know, he, he's... Sure, you know, ten years or five years yeah. from now, do you want him to be? Do you want him to be big poppy? Of course you do. <laughs> you want him hitting every, you know, every third ball out of the yard, and you want him, you know, he can keep his weight up or whatever he wants to do for that. But for the next five years, you want him to be able to 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 hit a ball hard to short and out and beat it. You know, hit a ball into a gap and stand up to two or even challenge three. Like for a dude his size, he is so fast and. You know, it harkens back to, uh, you know, Willie Mays Hayes from the the don't try and hit fly balls. Don't try and hit the ball out of the yard every time. Hit the ball hard and run it out. You know, like it's it's how baseball is going. Yeah. Like the Astros last night showed last night you don't have to hit home runs. Just chop the bottom of the tree and the, <laughs> eventually the tree will fall down. Or you keep know? the leg out of a chair. Or sorry, leg out of a table. Yeah, or bang a trash can. Yeah. Same idea. If you want to make the kid fall, go for it. <laughs> So, um, I think there's some school of thought that I took. Okay, so let's say this year, obviously, he had the defensive year. Last year was offensive. the offensive year. Does next year mean we basically had the aggregate of Ken Griffey Jr. in Blue Jays uniform? Yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> exactly. Let's hope so. So, I think that his sweet spot is now he's figured these two pieces out at the major league level. Over the next two, three seasons, where we get to see the real true tenure of Vlad Jr., 
I do think that it is going to start coming together as the perennial MVP candidate that we started seeing last year. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. <laughs> no, I, I think you're dead on. Right on point. So I'm excited either way. Point. I'm excited to see him next year. And I think what, what the, even though he didn't have as much production as the previous season, it, it allowed the other the rest of the team to really step up their game as well. Not as well. Sorry, <laughs> not as much. Yes. Not as much. Not as much. That, that's the thing that kills me. He had, he had what ninety seven RBIs by the end of the season. Not as much. Was a great season. <laughs> um, Don't worry about but it. But I think the other thing too is I, you got to hope that there is some push from Vladdy getting this award to maybe Bo saying, "Well, you know what? I'd like to challenge to be the best shortstop in the American League." You know, for for Chapman to say, "You know, I'd like another one." For you know, guys like Guriel and 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 Tay Oscar to say, you know what, I'm as good as 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 Tucker or any yeah. of those other guys that beat me out for that award. I mean, none of them are as good as Mookie, but he's in, Mookie. he's in the national, so you don't worry about that. Um, but it, you know, it, I feel like those young guys are motivated by some of that personal award, um, and, and you know that can, it's only a positive thing when you start to to look at that as a whole for the team. So. Again, I hope it pushes the rock forwards, and I hope that it, that it lights a fire under their butts to say, "Yeah, oh, you know what? Laddie may not have had the best year, but he had a he had an excellent year when he needed to." Yeah. Overall, the gentleman had you know a collective amazing season, and to that point, yeah, he batted two seventy four versus three twenty something that he had the year before. But to, I, I his balance of his game is somewhere in the middle right? You're not going to get the crazy, ridiculous offense. You're not going to get the crazy offense or defense that you got this season. There is some aggregate in the middle there that to me spells 2023 Toronto Blue Jays season for him that now he's got all these things and the confidence level to do both in the fact that his best guy is now officially in his corner for the next three seasons in John Schneider. I think that this is the best. And I thought that was a very interesting point, Jason, that I'm curious of Ken's opinion here about what does this do for Boba Shet? The two of them have been linked at the hip through their whole minor league season. And they've been following in each other's footsteps, kind of doing this, who somebody steps up and does something when, you know, keeps kind of trailing along in the right direction. Ken, do you think this is something that maybe lights a fire under Boba Shet? I was Shett about to, to say that. Be the best defensive play, was, shortstop in baseball to where Jason was going. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what it's going to do because when you see your team start, your teammates start to succeed, it just motivates you to do your part as well and to push and to try to excel it from that point. So I think it's going to do that for everyone that we just talked about. It's just going to light a fire under them and say, okay, all right, Vladdy's got this one. I got next, you know, and. It's, just, it's a good friendly competitiveness within it, right? Because everybody's thinking, all right, you guys want to do it? Well, I want to do it. I want to do it two years in a row. Let's see how, what happens there. So it's that friendly competition, and it benefits the Jays generally because, first off, it's no drama, unlike some other professional sports teams where there's like one guy or that wants to overshadow the entire team. This one, everyone wants to see everyone succeed. I mean, hell, if we can get multiple gold glove, multiple Rawlings gold gloves for multiple Blue Jays in one season, hey, why not, right? Well, and just to put that in perspective of where you were going there, Ken, there was plenty of Toronto Blue Jays on this ballot to be nominees for the Rawlings Gold Gloves at various positions. It was Santiago Espinal at second base. You had Vlad Jr., Matt Chapman, obviously. Bobachet wasn't really in the final nominees, but he had a you know a good wane in the right direction on that. The problem is there is a collective of insane amount of talent of shortstops 
in the American League. Um, in the outfield, they did talk George Springer, but it was probably the argument if he was hurt just a little too much more than you know playing center field. But Loris Gurriel Jr. was in that argument, and I'm honestly shocked that Teoscar doesn't get enough respect. He has done a crazy evolution through his game to become a de- good defensive outfielder while not sacrificing the amount of offensive prowess that he's had. I I, I give more respect to Teoscar Hernandez every five seconds, I feel. I'm surprised, you, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't win it for one More and more, more. I'm like, how many Guardians does it take to win? My, my goodness, man. Like, Two of them out of it, right? Well, exactly. But as far as I feel but, like, I feel like with Teoscar, though, um, one of his downfalls is Teoscar often appears to not be trying as hard as he possibly can. Not dissimilarly to, to Vladdy yeah. um, at the start of this year when he wasn't running balls out to first base. And there is a part. I feel like, you know, Vladdy was spoken to and Vladdy was like, I got you, Skip. Uh, uh, that'll change. And it did, you know, like, like he, I remember uh, just after that, he hit a, a very high fly ball that when the, when the, it was caught in the outfield, he was rounding two, mm-hmm. like, like not jogging halfway between one <laughs> and two. That one. He was rounding two, going for three. And they were talking, I remember them talking about it, that like George Springer might not be able to even cover that amount of ground, even if he's going at full yeah. flip. So, you know, there, and I watched a lot of Jays this year and I saw four or five, you know, plays that cost the Jays important runs that if Tay Oscar had put his head down and run it, even if he doesn't catch the ball, if he keeps it in front of mm-hmm. him, it's a sing, a long single or possibly a double, but it doesn't let those extra runs score. And um, I know there was a lot of talk about that. And I mean, you know, does that negatively impact? For sure it does. I mean, work ethic is massive. And if they can see somebody who's really willing to put the time in like Vladdy did, I feel like that might be part of why he he earned that. Um, because defensively, he was good, good. I don't know about great, but he sure looked like he was trying his ass off every <laughs> there game. There is that, you know, like... And to that point, I think a lot of that, too, is looking at the collective talent. Ty France was more or less the guy that was the runner-up in this situation. If you're looking at the two of them together, I think it's still pretty clear-cut that Vlad is defensively better than Ty France at first base. And I don't know if that's because of the fact that Vlad played third base way more than Ty France ever played third base, even though Ty France is technically a third baseman in his career. Um, I think that sneaky speed that you mentioned, Jason, (laughs) plays into the fact of helping Vlad Jr. at first base because he does have that snap reaction time of working over at the hot corner and now being able to be able to take that piece and then make, you know, work with all the other fun tools that he's worked out to play first baseman. I quote the money. I quote the movie Moneyball. First base is not that easy. <laughs> no. So, and he looks like he's reading the play better. And it looks like he's, he's, you know, like a ball that's hit to short or to second. He's no longer taking himself away from first base to try and make a play where I feel like last year you would see him do that every now and again, he'd lay out or he'd, go to a knee or he'd get into an awful position where he there's no way he's throwing the guy out no matter what happens Mm -hmm. and then you know it just progressively got better and better and better and better and then um like the backhand of Manoa during the year this year I mean that's a guy who saw that play happening 20 feet before it happened he saw the ball being hit picked it up and if you watch him again he is so calm he's watching Manoa go by him he fields the ball he switches and he goes around his back perfect flip to him no panic, no nothing, and just keeps running to the dugout. Like, I've done that a million times. Yeah. 
Uh, the, the one part of his game that did impress me, and um, Ken, I know you've seen a bunch of these probably in the highlight reel, is that over the hat catch where he's doing one of these. <laughs> I'm like, he's just you showing know. off. Come on. <laughs> but he makes it look like it's a freaking little league pop yeah. up. You know, that's the thing that's he, there's something about that. I don't know. And to, and those are the plays that I wouldn't see Ty France make those over the shoulder no. football catches, you know. And those are the kind of things that stood out to me as far as all that is going. But as far as it goes, like I said, the collective talent in Blue Jays defense this year was a step above for many of the last seasons that we have had the pleasure of watching. Um, and to that point, it's only going to get better if you do get that next level from Bo Bichette or any of these guys in the outfield. Tay Oscar takes that next step. And those are some interesting topics to talk about this off season, which I'm not going to derail this whole episode with. Is there any other points that either you two gentlemen would like to hammer on with Vlad winning the gold glove? Or would we like to move on to some other things that we wanted to talk about this evening? Oh, just Vlad, do it again. I'm going to do it again, Vlad. Yeah. yeah. Vlad, do it again. <laughs> that's the, that's the main, main theme, right? So, okay. We have it. As we are going to eventually go into the what is the true off season in Toronto Blue Jays baseball here within the next three baseball games, just saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the um, World Series is getting to the point where we're going to we're going to wrap that topic up here in a little because by the time we record this next week's show, it should be over. <laughs> so unless there's more rain delays and fun that's going on, going into this off season, question number one in my opinion for Toronto Blue Jays baseball is what do you do with Ross Stripling? He is going to be a free agent. Clearly has been one of the better pitchers in the Blue Jays season in 2022. Heading in the direction of a payday. Ken, I'll let you kick this off. Do you think he's mission critical to sign back for this rotation to actually you know, have a successful 2023 because he's looking probably for what I would say a two-year career, two-year deal somewhere in the ballpark at 10 to $15 million. And apparently that is exactly what Keith Law, the baseball guru of ESPN, has said that he is probably destined to because they they assume that no team would want to give him a qualifying, qualifying offer level of around 19 to $20 million for one season. So spread that over two years is the, are you paying Ross Stripling in that ballpark to be your fifth guy in our rotation? Absolutely. Based on his performance. Yeah. Well, how, how do you not? Right. I mean, to me, like when, when Ryu went down and we needed someone else to step up, you know, we had to find the right person. And especially during the last half of the season, Stripling just really shined in that respect to make him look like he has to be a regular starter. Easy. It's easy, easy starter bottom line. So I think at this point, you know, what did we say what we're going to be offering him or what the rumor rumor mill is of what we're going to offer him? The ballpark is that he would some if he's it's going to be a one year one year deal. He's probably making closer to 20 million this year. If it's a two year deal, they think they can sprinkle that out to be somewhere in the ballpark at 12 to 15 million each season. So total of just under 30 or around 30. Yeah. And right now he's what he's getting, what, 3.8 right now for 2022? <laughs> he's due for a payday due finally because pay, he has for a been glorlessly underpaid Absolutely. for his career. I have to think 3.8 million to us average people are like 
that, that's a that that's a that's a regular that's a low pay <laughs> that's a whole nother argument <laughs> yeah most baseball players for the just to give the good fun summary to most people that are the casual fan that might happen to be listening to this Toronto Blue Jays podcast most baseball players make their collective career in a 10 to 15 year window for their whole working life <laughs> so that mo- the only the elites of the elites make the Ken Griffey Jr. money after with shoes and the David Ortiz with being on Fox and all these kind of things. So somebody like Ross Stripping's bank banking their money right now for the rest of their life with maybe some minor sprinklings after the fact. I have a strange feeling that Rob's uh, Ross Stripling's got a hell of a podcasting career in his future because his podcast is very fun to watch with nothing but strip or whatever it's called these days. Greg, you got to get him on the show, man. We would love to have him. I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, the big thing for me is I feel like I, I feel like Stripling is one of those guys that the Jays might be silly to let lose. To, to lose, um, he is enormously popular. Right. The the every team the guy's ever played for, everybody loves mm-hmm. him. And he's a, he's a, a very good pitcher. He is a, a really good team guy. I mean, he's, he checks all of the boxes for what the Jays or any team need. So for me, and I've always been this way in, in my whole fandom of, of any team, any you know player that I've liked, if you have a player that you like and you have the ability to pay him, pay him. <laughs> just, just, just pay the man. <laughs> just, just get out your book and, and pay the man. And then... You know, obviously, don't don't make dumb deals. Like you see some of these deals that are are you know way far past the end of where they need to be. And I can I can get with some of that. Like if if somebody says you know I'll take a little bit less if you give me ten years, or I'll take a little bit less if you give me seven yeah. years. Like everybody wants time. You know, it makes you hard to trade. It makes a lot of things. But it, it, I feel like Stripling needs to be a part of the Jays' three to five year plan, yeah. and then. You know, so if you can sign him for for decent money for three to five, yeah, somewhere in there, then just go ahead and do it. Like, I mean, you're, you 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 want to win the World Series? I think that's the idea, don't? I, 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 don't I think so. And, Otherwise, we're really really missing the boat I mean, with this freaking podcast. Just saying. <laughs> you take a look at yeah, I know. You take a look at the 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 Yankees. You take a look at the 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 Dodgers. You take a look yep. at the the you know the the Astros. Like, are they cheap? None of them are cheap. Like, they all spend the dough to get to where they need to be. Now, some teams do do it on the thin. The Guardians are are fairly thin and, and they have an excellent team, but that's all coming to roost for them in two years. They're going to be on the heavy, big on the heavy, because they've got these young stars that are going to get paid. And I mean, it's the nature of the beast. Like if you want to win, you have to pay. And, you know, it's interesting when you see a guy like Mookie Betts get signed and everyone's like, oh my, like, what are the Dodgers thinking? I actually thought the Dodgers got a pretty good I honestly deal think with what they're, they're going to get getting. for the time being where he's going to be productive, that's a steal. A steal. And, you know, you, you look at some of the other guys out there that have terrible contracts and uh, kudos to their agent yeah. or whoever, you know, managed to to get them to commit. Like there's there's way more worse contracts in hockey, I feel, than there are in baseball. Yep. But there are a lot in baseball. <laughs> there's a lot that we don't even know Biggest about. Biggest part like, of that is guys... there's no salary cap in baseball versus all right. those other sports that you have mentioned. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's back to the point. It, you you got to sign. You got to sign Stripling. Even, you know, don't not for one. I don't want him for one. Three, you know, you're looking at three. You're looking at five. You know, five is a home run, I think, if you get him for five at a good dollar. Um, he'll solidify the pitching crew. 
Um, you know, Romano loves him. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you have to do it. You have to have Do you it. think he, because right now, I think he's earned himself for the next few years to be a starting pitcher. But do you think, let's say the Blue Jays do go where you're going with a five-year deal. Do you think there's some point where he reverts back to being that sixth guy in the rotation where he is really more of a bullpen guy at that point where he's been tipping on that. that and that's honestly the reason he hasn't gotten paid is because he's been t- yeah. tipping on that line of, he's just a random low lawn reliever or he's a starter. And that's how the Dodgers saw him and nothing other than that. This year, he put it all together with that change up in his fastball location. He's 32 going on 33 here before the season a five-year deal by the end of that he might be running out of gas there is some pros to that point jason that he is not been as used so he doesn't have as many miles on that arm at 32 33 but where are you thinking (laughs) i still i still think you know i still think five years from now you would see benefit whether it's even to the point like you said where he's um, you know, where he's he's turned into a journeyman. Like, I mean, Clayton Kershaw is certainly not there yet. He's but he's close. sure getting there. Um, <laughs> you know, like and you start to see other guys around the majors where where you hear they're gonna pitch and you're like, What? I thought that guy quit Madison two years ago. still a Seriously? thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I said it. Um, so it's it's you know, it's one of those things where properly managed, and if they take advantage of the fact that baseball is a game that needs player coaches. Right. The, the most successful teams out there have player coaches. They have guys. Candy Maldonado is not a good back catch. Let's just put that out there. But okay? to that point, but he was exactly what that team needed. Excellent <laughs> player for the Astros. By the way, he's exactly yeah. what they needed. And, you know, you look around the league, and I feel like baseball has affected this way more than, than any other sport. Like the, the seasoned vet that ends up sticking around for a couple X years, most fans, teams, you know, they don't have a big issue with, with a team paying a guy a couple of million bucks to hang around and teach the young kids a better splitter or a different cutter or a, a different grip on their curveball or whatever, because they've done it. They've done it for years. And I, I, I find it's either catchers or it's pitchers that you have to pay that little bit extra to and get that bit of extra time yeah. out of, um, you know, it's it's crucial for getting your I know that the backup catcher for the the Seattle Mariners this year, the bullpen catcher, um, I know that he's been with that organization and never played any professional ball for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he has been key in that rotation getting better. I bet he, he's the but I've I've spoken to him a number of times. We know him and, and he, he is elemental in, in making that that team better and that's where i see a guy like stripling you know you have to have him in there you've got some young arms you've got some arms that like like ryu is paper thin right now like there's guys who've had you know bad injuries and tough years and and blah 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 the jays seem to have all of that you know stewing around in their in their bullpen right now and you need somebody like stripling to be able to say you know, guys, I remember I pitched a game, you know, eight years ago in Houston, and, and this is what I did to overcome something like that. And, and just keep that momentum rolling forward when it does, you know, when it does seem like dark days for a pitcher. I'm going to mention this point to the whole thing that um, I saw where you were going. And I think as far as Blue Jays' recent 10 years and memories go, Ross Stripling spells Marco Estrada 
2.0. So yep. the Blue Jays fans got used to Marco Estrada came out of nowhere in 2015. Mind you, he was literally behind the depth chart in Daniel Norris, a guy that Blue Jays fans more, you know, remember for literally living in a van down by the river. And I'm mm-hmm. going to say that in my best Chris Farley voice. <laughs> so um, to that point, he was also the reason all fans were upset about the initial David Price return. Why are you sp- You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spending all this prospect capital in David Price. It got us to the American League Championship Series in 2015. I don't care how much we had to throw at it. They had gave us a chance to play for the, tr- the World Series, and we came pretty damn close to getting into that. And, and Stu, who still pitches in the majors yep. and affects his team very, very, very yes. much. David Price. Correct. Does. And to that point, he's still on the fence of you tipping into being a bullpen arm for this coming season or not. And honestly, there's a guy I wouldn't mind spending money on this offseason. <laughs> so he's a free agent. And to that point, that's what was going on. So Marco Estrada didn't have a job coming out of spring training in 2015. He was a random bullpen arm that nobody expected to do anything. And he eventually... You know, Daniel Norris had the dead arm thing kind of going on to start the season as the fifth starter. And he molds himself into being one of the most critical Blue Jays pitchers in those two years where we were going for playoff appearances and had one of the best playoff appearances in recent Blue Jays history in 2016. (laughs) So uh, that those that 2015 team without Marco Estrada sucked. (laughs) <laughs> just saying <laughs> Craig tell us how you really feel that's <laughs> what I do here I bluntly honest <laughs> so but he he was that piece that that whole rotation was missing and just to take it even to the ridiculousness level in 2016 after he had established and the Blue Jays gave him a two-year deal similar to where I think this goes with Ross Stripling I don't think it can be this good twice, but you have the opportunity for it to be good. So you got to just throw money at it and try it. 2016, Marco Estrada was a cornerstone in a rotation that only sported six starting pitchers for the whole 2016 campaign. That just doesn't happen in modern baseball. So 
<laughs> that was one of the best rotations of Blue Jay history in 2016. Yeah, it, it was, was not anybody incredible, monstrously standing out, but it was a lot of awesome guys that knew how to throw the damn ball in Jay Hat, Marco Estrada, and so on, and Stroman. And then Aaron Sanchez's best gear of his career. And it all aligned perfectly to let them just do what they yep. needed to do. But that's that doesn't happen in baseball. And you have a chance to somebody like Ross Stripling to possibly guarantee you 130 innings. I'm throwing you 12 to, to $20 million at that yeah. all day. Especially, have to. here's the alternative, fellas. You're talking about getting guys like the Anthony K's of the world. If we don't assume they go out and buy somebody for free agency, right? You're getting somebody like them, Ricky Teedman, who had a stellar Meyer League season for the Blue Jays and was probably going to be the top prospect in Toronto Blue Jays baseball come this, uh, you know, refresh of the top prospects list. Yeah. Is he Alec Manoa 2.0? Who knows? You have no idea what you're getting out of Ricky Teedman coming into spring training, or if you're going to be able to sign some monster free agent to be in your starting rotation to add to the Gosman, Burrios, and Manoa triple-headed monster that we have at the beginning of our rotation. You have to pay somebody like Ross Stripling. And right now, honestly, I would even be that guy that says, hey, by the way, give him the qualifying offer this year. Give them the 19, whatever the frick million dollars it is <laughs> and get them that qualifying offer. I mean, just at least try to get them for just a season. And if you can't get them for more than that, at least you have him with that qualifying offer locked up for next year. Because I have a strange feeling if you ask, he sees that calling offer actually get offered to him. He's going to take that for one season and try to bet on himself to prove that he has that tenure to be able to run for two, three more seasons. To your point, Jason. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I feel like there's, there's, yeah, I think you're, we're, I think you're, we're, we're running around the same pole here. I think that we all sort of agree that, you know, it'd be nice to get him for a couple of years. And, and, you know, if we do awesome, um, and that was a great nickname. I didn't see who the, the fan was there that threw that in up, there, but I'll if chicken, there it is. If, chicken if, chicken look at our new fun that we get to do here. Mr. Nelson Bernier it, coming in. So on is that Nelson Bernier? <laughs> I hope, hopefully you're, 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 uh, not, um, related to the Maple Leafs goalie. Um, but if chicken strips is his actual nickname, I think we should do a whole show on, on nicknames. I mean, this is, that's we got, the, we got the Toronto down. Maple that's... Beef already. And now we got chicken strips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chicken strips. That's we're going to have a whole meal so of Blue Jays uh, by the end of the season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's awesome. But the, uh, I, that has been his, uh, I think that's actually what he refers to himself on his own podcast as. That's so great. to that I'm, point, I'm going to start listening. The, to it. it is a very entertaining listen. And he just talks to major league baseball people in general and, it's more of a goof around chat to him and whatever general. So, but to that point, Nelson brings up a uh, good point. Good I was about point to ask that about that. Like, I was going to make it the who knows who outbids us. And that's why I think the calling offer is key because nobody's yeah. going to come up and just go, here's $19 million for a season, which is the major league guaranteed rate for a calling offer this coming off season is 19.2 some odd change of, you know, millions. So, but to that point, that means that anybody that would, if we have, let's say the Blue Jays do extend that qualifying offer to him, and then he does get a contract from whatever other team, maybe Texas, which wouldn't shock me because that honestly makes sense. I believe that's actually his home state. Um, 
maybe that happens. Okay, well, now the Blue Jays get draft pick compensation and that whole equation of how the trade goes between those two things. So it's not a first round pick like it used to be, but I believe it's a sandwich pick between the second and third round now. It is still a high leverage prospect that you're possibly getting as an extra pick in the 2023 draft. And that could be something that helps the Blue Jays. We have a pretty good line, you know, minor league system, but it is definitely lacking at the top right now where they're hoping to build back up to where they just traded some of the guys from and whatnot. Maybe that's something that helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you do look at the the free agent list out there, there are some, certainly some, you know, interesting starting pitching options. Um you know, I think a lot of these guys are going to see qualifying offers from their teams, obviously. But I mean, you know, you've got Trevor Bauer out there. You've got Jake DeGrom out there. I mean, Verlander How much Bauer is, is really going to be allowed to be out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's you know, like you're, you're these guys are all free agents yeah. coming up this year. So, I mean, uh, you know, Verlander, um, you know, how much has he got left in the tank? The, I have um, a strange feeling that Houston Asher is going to throw a brick of money at him and they'll never hit the free agent market. He likes pitching right. Houston And then you've much. got guys like... But it is Like slim-ish. Evaldi. Evaldi would be a you know, you've smart got, pick for the Blue Jays. I would think you'd be able to get 16 him million. 16 million. Um, you know, there's a few guys in there that are, that are uh, you know, considerations for that sort of discussion. Yeah. But if you've got a guy who the team already likes uh, and, and not to, you know, not to... To disagree, but I do think that that there is certainly a ceiling for what we're throwing at him. And then if if he if he extends that ceiling, if he just says, you know, you know what, I want to stay here, or, you know, like that, you know, you you, you got to wonder what kind of uh, how much he's enjoyed his stay in Toronto and see if he does offer up any kind of hometown discount yeah. um, based on you know getting maybe an extra year added on or something like that, or you know, a million or two added on. Yeah. Well, first thing I just want to say, Nelson, thank you for the comment. That was very cool. The point in that, um, you know, tidbit here that we were able to chit chat about. Um, Ken, I do want to present this question for you as we close out this Ross Stripling idea before we talk World Series baseball. Some of the cool baseball history that has literally happened in the last few days. If you're able to get somebody, let's say that the Blue Jays are willing and ready to pay for it. And whatever the sum amount of money is they want, Ross Stripling back here for X amount of time. Do you think that having him back in this clubhouse is mission critical? Because he was one of those guys that was core to where this team has been building toward. And I'm wondering how much those intangible pieces to where he's been working with Manoa, Barrios, actually maybe figuring out some of this stuff late in the year. That other veteran voice that's kind of seen it all in Major League Baseball was good tandem with Pete Walker. Yeah. And what do you think? No, like the chemistry is there. Like, I think we got our, we got our starters. We got this, we got them for the next couple of years or so. I think we should definitely focus on having them continue doing what they're doing right now. With Stripling, like I said, performance wise, he did so great this last half of the season. I want to see him, like you said, I want to see a full season out of him. And if we can get that same kind of play out of him, then absolutely. Like I said, we'll throw what we can at him. I don't know if Toronto restaurants should do like when the Raptors won and restaurants are trying to, promote Kawhi Leonard to stay in Toronto by saying they're going to name food out of him. We got chicken strips right here. We got a KFC. Anyone who, yeah. Jolly Bees, I don't know who you are. Name something chickens just to run. Well, stay Canadian, Mary Brown's, Mary Brown's. Yes. Let's, let, let, <laughs> let's keep stripling in here. Name a chicken strip after him. He's, he'll stay. 
just to say, I just think it's funny that I've been a Blue Jays podcaster and fan for so long that I know that reference, and I'm sitting here wearing Buffalo Sabres hockey shit just to be a dick. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just happy my team doesn't suck for the first time in like a decade. <laughs> so um, there was one other interesting question that came up from Nelson that I have to uh, bring up here, and I'm going to put it up on the screen just so we can chit-chat about it, that I thought this was a rather, seeing we were doing so much 2015, 2016 soul-searching, do you, th Roberto Asuna is funny enough, actually a major league free agent and actually healthy. Do you think he'd be a fun addition to this bullpen, regardless of all the drama, crazy, and other things that happened in the city of Toronto? Can, can you, uh, do you want to start this one? Because I'm going to have to take a deep breath before I uh, <laughs> spell on right, this give me one. A little bit about, okay. Give me a little bit of information about Asuna. Oh, so he well, was... Um, <clears throat> the drama other outside the fact that he was very very good during his blue jays tenure the never fully filed and done court case was he was allegedly beating his girlfriend in a club in toronto oh okay i think now i remember that and then allegedly allegedly it happened in houston then allegedly it happened keyword is allegedly well. like, I mean, <laughs> so just to be that guy like i said this is the exact question from Nelson. I I'm in the school of thought that I think this opens up a can of worms for clubhouse drama that I wouldn't want to be touching it with a 10 foot pole, regardless of the fact that he is a hell of a pitcher. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think, that, like I said, if you want to hear drama, like I said, go to the NBA, go to the, go to, go to NFL, all that sort of stuff there as you know, he was a really, like you said, he performed really well. And as much as I wanted to perform, but, like I said, if it's going to bring unneeded attention to the Jays, that's going to shake up what we have now. I don't know about bringing him in for that. To me, I Nelson's Nelson's crushing I it today. Yeah. I 100% <laughs> agree with him as well. I know. I realize I brought up Trevor Bauer. Um, it's your fault. I mean, I, I know it's my fault. Um, so many things are my fault. Um, I feel. I feel like this. I mean, I think that Osuna. Um, Osuna definitely deserves a shot somewhere um i feel like so many times you know be, none of this was was proven he didn't go to jail for it nothing like that i mean it's similar to trevor bauer are they good guys probably not um but you know do they deserve possibly a second chance i mean why not yeah. i mean if if baseball's the main thing that they're supposed to be doing like like of course they're supposed to be role models of course they're supposed to do you know, they're, they're supposed to to do all of the right things and all of the rest of it, but they don't and neither do the rest yeah. of us. And so I feel like guys like that sometimes deserve a second kick because, I mean, Osuna hasn't picked pitch since 2020. Is that right? Um, at least 2021. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, maybe it is time. I mean, you know, maybe he has turned a page in his life and, and you know, you, you always want to hope that someone does take the time that they have had to improve themselves yeah. and you know who knows nelson maybe we maybe we we you know have them out for a pto or or i mean i i don't know what the you know i don't know what the the fervor for having him but he throws bullets yeah. i'm I all mean, for redemption stories and to where you were going yeah. i think that might be not the worst thing but i have a strange feeling some other baseball team is going to actually offer him a real deal versus a minor league contract with an invite to spring training. So I just want to be this guy because we have fun with new tech toys. So first off, Nelson called you out for power. <laughs> yeah. And then second, 
He said that doesn't stop the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to have a Drawless Chapman, in my opinion, 2.0, go right ahead. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's, I'd be honestly shocked if a Drawless Chapman gets a level job that he has gotten with the Yankees the last two seasons now that he's a free agent. So yeah. I think, honestly, it's he has a job with the Yankees right now or he might not have a job in baseball. I'm going to be shocked. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So anyways, gentlemen, before we get too long here, because we are approaching the 50-minute mark here on our show, I want to talk World Series baseball because there's been some crazy stuff that has happened. Oh, yeah, there's the a World Series going on, right? <laughs> there's still, there's still <laughs> baseball. And I'm not talking about the stuff going on in Arizona where we got a few Blue Jays going down in a few weeks. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> so the, um, as we are, like I said, the Arizona Fall League's kicking up, but we have, correct me if I'm wrong, it's even two to two right now in the series. And we are got three more series that I had called Houston in six as much as I want the Philadelphia Phillies to win. I'm trending pretty good in that direction if they keep alternating right now. <laughs> so um, the two nights ago, three, no, three nights ago, the Philadelphia Phillies were one of the first teams in Major League history to have five home runs off of a starting pitcher in the World Series. And it all started with a Bryce Harper lawn bomb that if you haven't found the cool video of the fan in the stands point of view of that coming at him, it was one of the funnest it's things. Pretty awesome. <laughs> so the other thing about that one, I don't know if you guys watched the game, but sometimes when a home run is hit, it makes a sound. And it's, I feel like there's about three sounds that are, are equal to four. Let's go four. So those four are a putt going in, the sound of the ball hitting okay. the bottom of the cup. A, sw a swish in, in basketball, right? A, a, a puck hitting the post. Oh, God. <laughs> and then that sound that that made, that bat made to hit that home yep. run. I mean, I wasn't looking at the TV. I, I'm not kidding you when I said this. I heard it and I was like, that's gone. <laughs> and my, my son starts laughing. And, and it goes I out. I knew immediately. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so awesome. Like, I mean, I, I haven't been the hugest Bryce Harper fan in my life. I feel like again, you know, a little bit of a re you know redemption song here in uh, in Philly um, for a guy who's not well liked by his peers. Even his peers are saying, you know, that you need to be able to 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 express the fact that this guy's actually not a bad guy. No. You know, like like if Car if, if Schwarber and all the other guys like him, there's got to be something right with him other than the fact that he just crushes the baseball, but. You know, kudos to him. Um, I've got Phillies in seven. Um, and, and I feel like tonight's game is going to be a real telltale. Even if I feel like even if the Astros win tonight, mm -hmm. that it's still a coin flip the whole way going. Um, you know, you've got tired pitching coming back for the Astros. Tired pitching that got beat up because they can't bring the guy back who started the no-hitter, which we will get to, I assume. So, um <laughs> So again, so not to, 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 you know, jump all over, but the first combined no hitter in world series history, uh, I mean, and just to be for that right person, yeah. it's actually the old third no hitter ever in postseason. season. <laughs> <Wow>. yep. <laughs> can you tell me the other two? I can, can actually you tell me the other two without Google. I don't have to Google it because they, they, well, I live in New York. They play the fucking game all the time. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> and I'm sorry. I just cussed on the air, but it is what it is. But, on the yes channel, they played Don Larson's no hitter, or sorry, 
perfect game in the World yeah, Series game. all the time because that's one of the greatest highlights in baseball history, let alone Yankees history. And here in New York, we yeah. have the wonderful benefit of getting the Yes Network or the Yankees Electronic Sports Network where I'm dying to have Sportsnet. <laughs> hey, Craig, 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 I hope you know that in Canada, we have TSN, yep. the Leafs Network. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, but um, to that point, so there's there's the other one. And Ken, you might even know the other one. I know you're a casual baseball fan, but it actually has six degrees from Blue Jays fandom. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're gonna have to fill it in. I do not know who it is. It is my personally my, if not my favorite pitcher, my damn near closest to my favorite pitcher in Blue Jays history, Roy Halladay. Oh, ace. (laughs) (laughs) So, but but it was in the national. It it was in the the national league or national. I was gonna say. I'm like, Um, I don't remember Halladay doing that for the. He was playing for the Phillies. No, playing for the Phillies. So yep. there's only two yep. in World Series history, the Don Larson perfect game and this combined no-hitter. Roy Halladay threw his no-hitter against the Cincinnati Reds in the division series the year he – the first playoff pitch outing ever for him. So yep. first time on the postseason mound in Philadelphia, fans going freaking crazy, throws a no-hitter against the Cincinnati Reds in a lineup that posted uh, Brandon Phillips – Joey Votto, Scott Rowland. A young Joey Votto. <laughs> yes. A yeah. Hall of Famer <laughs> yeah. in Joey Votto. And I might have told the story. I, it might have been a few weeks back before you gentlemen joined my new tenure here. But I was. they happened to be rolling it on TV where they were showing the perfect game by Roy Halladay. And he strikes out Scott Rowland on a pitch that's like a good six inches you know, off the plate and he walks around to the umpire gets about this far in front of the umpire's face and says you let him do that all night he's going to throw a no hit (laughs) (laughs) and this is like in a third inning (laughs) so guess what history happens and there you go but that lineup had scott Rowland at the back end of the lineup so that's how good that lineup the guy was banned 300 until the day he retired (laughs) so yeah yeah I mean, it's, I do find it interesting, and I don't know if you guys know this, but the same four Astros pitchers combined for a no-hitter this year as well against oh, the really? Yankees. Well, that's weird. And that is very weird. weird. And I think it has something to do with his arm angle, man. I don't know if you watched how he does that, but he, there's a comparison on the, if any baseball fans are listening that want some really cool Twitter fun or you know, LinkedIn, or not LinkedIn, uh, Instagram fun to check and follow. Follow Pitch Ninja. This guy, I don't know what the hell he does, but he does these really cool overlay videos where he's throwing, you know, he shows their motion and everything. And the guy's got his hand, like, coming from this angle at you. And then all of a sudden, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) And in the midst of that, it showed his fastball and where his slider, I think, was his actual secondary pitch. They're tracking, like, three-quarters of the way to home plate, and then all of a sudden, the slider goes like this. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so good luck hitting it. You know, it looks like the same identical pitch for 60 feet. And that's if you <laughs> what you got what we're looking at, you know, moving forwards in in the in the majors. I mean, I feel like like speed has had its time, you know, like like Chapman and these guys throwing, you know, just arm blistering speed. There's always gonna be those yep. guys. 
and you got to have a couple of those guys in the majors. But if you watch the game last night, those guys, Picasso, that plate, like, and that's what we're going to see moving forward. So uh, like, look. you know, if you can see yeah. a guy just dicing the strike zone, you know, you're, you're, you're done. You can't, you can't even as a hitter, it's hard enough to hit something over. I challenge anybody go to a batting cage, set the batting, the thing at anything over 85, which is basically a muffin change up. Yeah. The... <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> just, it comes out of the machine and hits the wall. I was a good baseball player. I can get my bat on it, but I mean, I'm not hitting anything like that. And the more you crank it up and the more rotation you put on it, and then it's coming out of a human hand that's constantly moving slot. So to your, to, you know, to what you guys are talking about, like my sons are on a, a, a very good little league team, you know, big ups, Lynn Valley, little league. Um, and what we were just training and what we're actually going to train later on tonight is how to hide your pitch right. better. He, he, one of the main things, and if you watch the game where the Phillies crushed the, the crushed the ball, that guy had his hand, McCormick or uh, uh, McCullers. Uh, McCullers. Not only did he have his hand out so they could see it, but he was tipping his own pitches. He was he had a different windup when he was throwing his off-speed pitch versus his, his fastball. And the reason it was happening was because they were touching him up and he's getting more nervous Frustrated. and more nervous and more nervous. So... One of the best quotes that I read from the no no or the no hitter from last night is um, one of the 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 uh, Dusty Baker said the best pitchers in the world have to have memories like a goldfish, and it is so <laughs> unbelievably accurate. Like if you see a pitcher give up a, a home run and turn around and kick the rosin bag and you know like take a stomp on the mound and smash his glove again, what's the next pitch that's coming? Yeah. It's a fastball fast right down Main Street. He is, he he is, is looking off. Right. And, and you're probably going to get a good hit off it. And and as people start to realize that, people get beat up. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to, as much as I hate giving every, any credit to the Astros, <laughs> you got to give them credit. I mean, you know, purists do not think that if you put other pitchers in and get a no a no hitter, it's, it's a no hitter. But do you know how hard it is to go from one guy to another, another guy? guy to another guy, to another guy, and still not have anybody touch it. And I mean, Schwarber smashed that ball down the line on one. Yep. Like, there's no way that 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 Guriel should have made a play on that. It's just not. It never happens. But he gets the heel of his glove on it, knocks it down right there, and he's able to get that out. Ninety nine out of a hundred. That's a ball up the line, and breaks up the no hitter. And who knows at that point? Like, I mean, um, you know, I I felt like there was times in that game where the Phillies were getting momentum and then they just got crushed. There'd be two walks, get two guys on, it was a pass ball, they get a runner to two, second and third, and then just whiff, 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 whiff. Like, you have to step out of the box at some point and be like, Whew, well, you know, outside the no-hitter like, part, they only had three base runners the whole yeah. Three walks. Three walks. Crazy. That doesn't Crazy. happen when you're at this level where you're playing the best of the best against each other in the World Series. Yeah. And well, both of these offenses are rather prolific as far as those things yeah. go, too. So, but this is just, I think it's hilarious that quote from Dusty Baker, a guy that has been in baseball as long as he has. He has still wonderful quotes like that. <laughs> and then you got, you know, the the levels of proportion that you have on each of these teams. They both have great offenses, they both have great pitching. 
one's hotter than all hell in the Philadelphia Phillies right now, where the probable actual better team on paper is probably the Houston Astros. So it's very interesting as we are currently in the bomb of the first. It's already, already one nothing to for one. Houston. <laughs> now, what happened? Was it a home run or was it uh, just uh, some hits? I was actually in the midst of digging into that kind of stuff. You have it in front of you. Well, I see it, but I'm just seeing what live game. All right. They already have more hits in Philadelphia <laughs> than they do with one. <laughs> yep. So. Oh, it's Schwarber. Yep, 1-1. One, one. One, Schwarber one. just hit a homer. 1-1. One, one. There you go. There you go. Love that little mutt. I just think it's hilarious out of all things that he did this offseason, or this uh, World Series fund. He was the guy that was uh, here in the States. I don't know if they do it up in Canada or not, but they do the Taco Bell steal of the World Series thing. And everybody gets a free taco on X date if somebody steals a base in the World Series. Really? And Kyle Schwarber was the one that stole the Tampa Bay. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, interesting stat on Schwarber. Like, um, so he is now, I think he's second only to Babe Ruth for at bats in the playoffs, home runs hit. Like shock. his percentage for hitting home runs in the playoffs. And I may be wrong on that. You know, I'm sure I'll get lit up because the internet is so friendly. Like 40% right now, man. Right. He's it's 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 crazy how often he hits a home run yeah. in the playoffs. Now that being said, yeah. yeah, Craig and I were talking about this before we came on the air. This is a crazy stat. So from the eleven and twelve year old Little League World Series, which is the one they do in Williamsport, it's the one they make the most, you know, noise about. So in this series, yes, where we're <laughs> hoping to go this summer. In this series alone, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's thirteen players that played in the Little League World Series, not necessarily against each other, but a lot in the same years together. Bailey, Falter, Schwarber, Harper, Hand, Hoskins, Stott, Castianos, Guthrie, McCormick, McCullers, Tucker, Mancini, and Hensley. Yeah. It's that's <laughs> nuts. Crazy. <laughs> well, just, the papers are all over the place. Jeez. <laughs> you've definitely put the exclamation point on that one jason but to that point you're, you always talk about the blue or baseball players at the major league level are the top one to two percent of all people playing baseball professionally <laughs> whether it's from college level all the way through to independent leagues and everything that's the creme de la creme of a what you're talking about now the collective group to put this in perspective at that age group which is around the ballpark of 12 it's 11 yes. 12 <laughs> so you're 11 and 12 year old kids whatever years they happen to play out there's a window there that there could currently be actual major league baseball players it, it's it's one of yeah. these things that the, the, it just keeps going like this the more and more you get to that level and yeah. the fact that there's yeah. that many of them in this level in the world series right now is crazy you you hear that usually even in a major league baseball game there's one or two kids that you know were yeah. Yeah, playing yeah. in the that level when they were younger, not. I mean, I think the super positive thing is, and I don't know if you guys know about this. There's two, there's two sort of factions. And I don't want to go off on a mm-hmm. rant here, but there's little yep. league and there's USSA baseball. Those are two totally yep. different things. So in Canada, it's called, uh, it's called, it's provincial. So it's baseball BC or baseball Ontario. Yep. They, and they play with different rules. They play with different bats and little league has existed for, uh, you know, a million years. And, and, it's again different rules. Um, it's it's uh, lower lower velocity bats and a bunch of yeah. other things. But when those two things start to come together, when the kids hit thirteen and fourteen and fifteen, yeah. and they start to you know try out for these higher level travel teams, 
you really start to see, and, and we went down to the States last year and played in a couple of tournaments. And, you know, for, for a, a group of kids who can really play baseball for about four months a year, ideally, um, we do pretty well down there. And, um, you know, I'm really hopeful. I'm a big shout out to the, to little mountain, uh, baseball from this year, not only winning from where we are from, um, we own the, uh, the team above us lost, well, you know, the final game to them to go to the regionals. Um, but that being said, they crushed the regionals and then they actually beat Japan. I mean, that's unheard yeah. of, uh, you, you know, and Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And, and so to go and, and know most of these kids, and I mean, we're hoping to go on the same run this year. And, um, you know, it's, it always blows my mind, you know, the, and it's all effort in, right? Like you talk about Bryce Harper going and, and, you know, I think at one point he was saying he was hitting upwards of 500 baseballs a day. And you don't hit baseballs as far as he hits baseballs as much as he does without putting in the work. And, Correct. you know, I think, you know, it harkens all the way back to the start of our talk. Like Vladdy is putting in the work and he's earning the things that he's getting. And it it needs to start rubbing off on guys like Bo and other guys or they're going to find themselves in the washing machine that is Major League Baseball. Like how many guys have good couple of years and then you're like, where did that guy ever go? And then you see him like like playing for Colorado and you're like, where have you been? My like, favorite favorite you know? go-to guy on that is Brett Laurie. Oh, yeah. I loved Brett Laurie, but <laughs> yeah. And where he was just in the playoffs. No, he? he hasn't even been playing in major league baseball since pre COVID. Really? Who's the J well, who's the, who's the former J that was, uh, I feel like he's. And by the way, Laurie's only like 30 or 32. Oh my God. <laughs> really? I know it's crazy. Crazy. Damn. Oh yeah. Yeah. The not long. It's not a long career for a lot of guys. You make it, you have a couple of cups of coffee. Yeah. You... To that point. He wasn't quite as lucky as Eric Hinsky. I was on how many playoff teams after he left the Blue Jays in a year. I think it was crazy. Four or five yeah. seasons in a row. Yeah. He was on different playoff yeah. and World Series teams and never won a ring. Yeah. <laughs> Still didn't win it. Crazy. So, nope. But nope. to that point, he could say he was the Blue Jays rookie of the year and he got to go to the playoffs this many times for a ten like yep. a ten year career. So and I, I want to say he's actually minor league coaching somewhere now, but to that point. So outside is there any final thoughts words of wisdoms wonderful tidbits either you would like to do before we sign off for the evening and wait till next tuesday for our wonderful next recording <laughs> kenny well, nothing really hopefully all the tech issues will be gone for me and i actually have a full episode without having to almost pull my hair out for not getting it done you you did a specific job engineering everything on your end my friend and got back into yeah, the game so job, you're buddy. here nice i'm save. just glad you were able to nice be save. all right i'm here nice <laughs> save. Now, uh, now you know the issue. Yes. <laughs> for me, uh, for me, uh, next week, I'm really excited. My boys are in a baseball team down in Vegas next nice. week. So uh, I will be coming to you live from Sam's Town in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada next week. Beautiful. Um, so we'll see what's going on down there. We're going to go check out the uh, Las Vegas Aviators baseball stadium and a few other cool things while we're down there. They've got those mini replicas of all of the major league stadiums where we're practicing on one of those nice. fields. So I'll try and get and some video and some other stuff we might be able to slap in for you guys. There you go. Uh, otherwise, you know, um, uh, go Phillies. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get this one and and keep this thing rolling. <laughs> for my last trip to Vegas, don't lose a bunch of money on the Ghostbusters slot machine. I didn't know I was losing. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got no... 
I got no time to gamble. <laughs> I just had to be that guy. I didn't think I did either. I was, just having, I was there all by myself on our job for work and whatnot. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in town. I might as well stay and goof around and wander around. Next thing you know, the 20 bucks I was up, I was 20 bucks down. There you go. <laughs> yep. Wow. So anyways, Blue Jays fans, we are going to be here with you all off season. We're going to find fun things to talk about. I've been lining up some fun interviews with Sands. So make sure you join us on our wonderful platform here that I actually had very much fun with here, guys, as far as what uh, we were able to do here with some Blue Jays fans and whatnot during our live chat. So we're going to try making this go going forward. Catch us on the live shows on YouTube now, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you happen to get your fun from for your live videos, even if it's Twitter and whatnot, even with the fun new ownership and all that kind of terrible kitchen sink nonsense. Um, if you get want to miss the live show and don't get the opportunity to chit chat and talk with us, make sure you find us wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from on Facebook podcast which is a thing now to google spotify apple wherever those things might be until then you guys ready for two claps rick flair Absolutely. one two three Woo! Woo! let's go blue jays yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to the jaybird watching podcast please follow us on facebook instagram twitter twitch at birdwatchinggc and our youtube channel if you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining it to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go. Woo! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.